Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Amazing. This is just another... Welcome to Bridget and Brooks talk about their cats. <laughs> and also some other cats that they have seen. Well... She makes me. She won't leave me alone. Like, every meeting I ever do, like, you know, being uh, even in where we are, not, like, post-pandemic necessarily, but where we are and all that. Yeah. Like, so many meetings are still done online, which is great, because I don't have to drive to campus some days, because I can just, you know, do the meetings online. But she thinks she has to be a part of every single one of them. Well, yeah, she needs to know what's going on. Yeah, she is, she's, like, known in meetings. Like, she hops in my lap, and I'll sometimes get, like, a, a private message on Zoom, like, hi, Nix. I absolutely Hi, bud. You gonna sit up here for a little while? Well, welcome, everybody, now that we've chatted about cats for a red-hot minute. Hi, bud. Um, anything else going on today? No. That you feel no. like sharing? Make up your mind. You kept trying to get up here, now you keep trying to get down. You don't make sense to me, my little man. I did finish building my second book nook today. Oh, nice. That's how productive I am. Which, every time I say that, people are like, what is a book nook? It's sitting right here. Does this one also light up? Yes, but, oh, I don't think I have it turned on. But I'm having issues with it. Like, it's supposed to t turn on when you touch that. Oh, there it goes. But Magic. something about it, like, there's, like, some sort of short. Magic. Um, oh, back in the beanbag. There's, like, a little Ollie-sized, like, divot in the center of the beanbag at all times now. Aw. It's delightful. Did I figure out the secret? I just figured out the secret. You have to hold your second finger there for a second. Oh. I've been hitting it like that for two days, <laughs> ever since I installed the lights. Proud owner of a PhD. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I actually said that in class yesterday, I don't remember what the context was, but I said something really stupid and I was like, sometimes I have to remind myself, you have a PhD. <laughs> Doing great. That's why every time there's some tweet about having a PhD but still being stupid, I send it to you. I was talking about buying googly eyes in bulk and going to the grocery store and putting them on, like, all the little characters on boxes. Ab absolutely, yes, I will do this with you. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I was encouraging it. 
I think you should. I think you should encourage it. Um, like, wait, how do we get there? Someone took the clock out of the classroom, and so somebody was saying I should get some of those giant googly eyes and put it in place of it. Oh my god, wait, it's starting again? That's, like, almost word for word what I said. Because <laughs> I looked up, and I was like, oh no, is it starting again? Oh my god. Um, For the uninitiated, the college that I attended, the college that Brooks teaches at, had a rash of clock stealings. People stole the wall clocks out of various academic buildings, and I was the TA for a journalism class where the professor um, told everyone to write a story about the missing clocks, and there was a bit of a kind of miscommunication or a disconnect where all of the students in the class seemed to think that they had been tasked with solving this mystery rather than if the story is that the clocks are missing and no one knows why, that's the story. You write your article about that. But then the next semester, uh, the same professor gave the same assignment to a fresh crop of students, and they actually figured out what was happening. Somebody in a frat was stealing clocks out of all the academic buildings on campus. So I'm wondering if it's the same frat, like like hazing new pledges or something like hey go get a clock from this building yeah i mean so far it's the only one i'm aware of that's missing like it's possible well i was gonna say it's possible facilities took it down to like fix it but it was working fine unless it stopped working between thursday and tuesday when i was back in that room i mean possible but like i feel like that's not super likely yeah i feel like someone took it i i am inclined to agree the story that they wrote that they published in the Lamron, the student paper, wasn't there like a picture of like a big pile of clocks or am I misremembering that? It's like a Mandela effect, I feel like. Here's the thing. I have a lot of back issues of the Lamron because I wrote for them. That is not one of the ones I have. Oh, bummer. I know. Because that was published after I was done, I think. Oh, was it? I can't remember. Couldn't remember exactly when that was. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, one, of my, one of my favorite things that's been just at Geneseo since I started working there. Like, it's stuff. just funny. Then the yeah. people won't stop hitting the fountain. Yeah. Which, again, for the uninitiated, this is absolute. like, it's just, it's hilarious in its stupidness. Because in the town of Geneseo, there is a gigantic marble fountain in uh in the middle of main street like this huge decorative fountain with like a post coming out of it and there's a statue of a little bear on top and it's like a local landmark and the bear has cool. a name and an instagram account it's awesome the amount of times that people have driven directly into this gigantic bowl of granite is embarrassing it's what? not like you can't see it it happens so often in the one year, and I can never remember when things happened, so I don't know if you were there at that point, but there was one year where somebody hit it, it was like, I think it was a semi that hit it, and it took a giant chunk out of the fountain. I remember seeing it like that. Like, went skidding down the road, and so for, I think it took like a year and a half, two years, where Emmeline was at the Historical Society, Yeah. and you just had this fountain with a chunk out of it, until they went to the original quarry, where they got the original piece of granite, like over a hundred years ago. And got a new one. And then didn't uh, someone hit it within, like, six months? <laughs> but then, it was bad. Then, it still is. I'm I, sure it's happened again since I've left. 
Well, I was, again, I never remember when exactly things happened, but I was at a restaurant on Main Street, the Euro Cafe, which is right directly in front of the fountain. No, did you witness somebody hitting the fountain? Well, so I was actually sitting by the window, like, looking out, and someone was coming down Center Street. A truck. And right into it. It's... Even as, if as you are turning it. onto the street, it's not like you can't see it. It is at, at like, a T-intersection. Yeah. You are staring directly at it as you come down the road, no matter which way you are approaching this from. I don't know how this keeps happening. Well, the guy, so, at least, you know, I was actually there at that point. The guy, it turns out, he said that it was, like, the time of day where the sun was setting, and he said it was, like, directly in his eyes. Okay. We couldn't see it. But it's, like... If you, unless you've literally never been to Geneseo before, you yeah. know that there's a giant fountain there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit hilarious. I'll be honest, the clock thing does very much irritate me though because I kept looking at the clock that wasn't there. Okay, yeah, that's looking. a pain. That's a pain in the ass. Um, any more weird um stories from our small little school in upstate New York that we can share with the people? sure there's ones i just don't i never think about them like it the fountain wasn't in my head oh some guy climbed onto the like that don't like that brick and metal dome cage structure outside of the science building and started and started dancing oh i didn't know about that i only saw it because because somebody posted it on like publicly on like the geneseo snap map Yeah, I feel like there's something like that every now and then where somebody just does something very silly on campus. And... But I often don't find out about it unless the students have to be t- talking about it before class and I overhear. I still yeah, follow I all the Geneseo meme pages. They're great. Yeah, I don't... Well, technically, I follow the, the one Geneseo meme page, but I never check Instagram, so... Rip. Alright, well, let's actually get started. Um... I don't know where I got this question, because when I looked in the document as I was picking out things from our little, like, pool of random questions, there was no link or anything, so I have no idea where I got this. But the question is, would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? And you may say, well, if I have a key that opens any door and I get arrested, that's problem solved. But you still have to face the consequences. And you will probably yeah. give yourself more consequences by opening the door. So that, it, like, at first I was like, oh, that's dumb. Just pick the key. But then I was like, wait a second. So just putting yeah. that out there for everybody. You can either commit a crime and just get it wiped off the face of the earth. Or you can open any door but still have to face the consequences of what opening that door might do. Yeah, I mean, my immediate thought was, well, obviously the key that opens any door. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Um, because, like, getting out of jail free, I don't really have intentions of committing a crime. I'm not a crime person. But here's the thing. If I knew I could commit one crime and get away with it, I would would do something. Like, I would find some way to redistribute the wealth of Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. Like, I would make my one count. It's like like how everybody who paid $8 for Twitter verification and then is now tanking the stocks of, like, Lockheed Martin... They're making it count. It's like it's satirical. 
It's not real life. It is the most be- the way that this webs that Twitter is falling apart is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life. However, if that app goes down before Henry Kissinger dies, mm. I'm going to be very, very disappointed. Well, so yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about dealing. It'd be cool to find a way to like steal a bunch of money from somebody who does not deserve that money, Jeff Bezos. and then I would redistribute know. the wealth of Jeff Bezos and yeah. Elon Musk. I would, yeah, especially Elon Musk. I don't know why. I just really because he's anyway. because he is the worst kid in any fifth grade class, but he is a grown man with billions and billions of dollars. Well, and it's like, so Mackenzie Scott, the uh, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. Yes. You know, so in the split, she got like billions of dollars, and in the short time that they haven't been together, she has donated more of that money to charity than Jeff Bezos has in his entire life. Like, so it's possible, and she's still a billionaire. Yeah. She just gave some insane amount of money um, a few weeks ago to the Girl Scouts. I can't remember. It was, like, in the millions of dollars. How... This is, like, kind of terrible, but how funny would it be if Jeff Bezos gets hit by a Tesla? (laughs) Like, that's how Jeff Bezos gets taken out. Like, the Tesla autopilot fucks up and runs over Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to think of a way to work it in that Elon Musk gets in trouble for it, but... Yeah. Like, go to jail. Yeah, that'd be great. I would be a huge fan of that. Um, but yeah, if I was going, I don't, I don't necessarily know that this is my answer. But if I were to pick the one get out of jail free card, because I am not inclined. I mean, I make a bunch of jokes about committing crimes because I think it's funny, but I don't think I'm particularly inclined to commit any major crimes in real life. So if I was going to take that opportunity, I would make it count. Yeah, but still don't know if that's necessarily my answer yeah because well and then i was thinking about the the key and wondering like at what point in my life has there been a locked door that i wish i was able to open that i couldn't open it i couldn't think of a single instance like except like if i accidentally got locked out of my office or something yeah but in which case i'd still have to have that key on me yeah. So, yeah, I thought really hard. I'm like, man, what has there ever been a time where that has happened? Aside from accidentally getting locked out of places that I have a key for. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe I'm just not thinking big enough. But I kind of can't think of yeah. anything, like, of much I would use that for either. Yeah. Except crime. Yeah, except crime. And then I still yeah. have to deal with, like, and I still have to worry about getting caught. Yeah. Because, like... The only way that you would need a key like that is for locked doors that you don't have a key for and aren't supposed to be in, which is why they're locked. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's like, oh, I would use it to go on a late night trip to the zoo and hang out with the animals. It's like, yeah, you're you're gonna get arrested for that. I mean, if you're already, like, a detective or whatever, this might be helpful for you, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that would just be handy, but still probably you'd be legally entering to, like, search someone's Very possible. So I think I'd have to go with the one actual get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, I mean, I I started off thinking about the, the, I was like, yeah, probably the key, but seeing as I can't think of a single use for it, 
Mm-hmm. But I could imagine a good use for a get out of jail free card. The only and this is the only time I could think of oh key that opens it like that would only be useful to me in a video game. Hmm. Like that's because in video games you sort of commit crimes. Yeah, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Like that's yeah. the only time that would be useful to me is like in like a video game world. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a single time when that would be useful. I can't either. I mean, like, it'd be nice to only ever have to worry about carrying one single key, like, for, like, my car, my house, my parents' house, like, everywhere. That'd be- it it would be nice, but I think the real- the one get-out-of-jail-free is a better deal. And I think the key's kind of a lot of pressure, because if you lose that thing- Oh, shit, yeah. Which, you know, I misplaced my office keys several months ago- and I tore the entire world apart, it feels like, <laughs> looking for them, and I never found them. Um, I know exactly what happened to them, that I accidentally left them in the bathroom. You know, I sat them in the bathroom, like, washing my hands or whatever, and walked out without them. And then when I went back to get them, they were gone, and no one ever turned them in. So, imagine doing that with a key. That can open <laughs> any door. <laughs> You know, I can imagine like, that being a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of, yeah. One real get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm just gonna make it really count. Yeah. Yeah, you have to spend a lot of time thinking it through, imagining possibilities, kind of like, you know, imagining what the consequences of each one would be in terms of, like, how much good could I do, maybe, or... Yeah. yeah. And then just, just choose accordingly. Or, alternately, how much fun would this be? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh man, there's so much potential. Right? Yeah. I feel like it has to be one real get-out-of-jail-free card. Unless you're, like, already, like, a cat burglar and you're really good at your job. Yeah. I wouldn't have much use for it. Yeah, I mean, there's a slight chance I would use it for violence, but more than likely not. I am fascinated as to what could make you get violent. Oh, you gotta know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, that was immediately, when I first read the question, that was immediately where my mind went. It was like, okay, who would I like to injure and or kill? (laughs) Damn, yeah. It's just like, if you're gonna go for a get-out-of-jail-free crime... You gotta go high. Yeah, no, you, know? you gotta make it, you you have to make it count. Big ticket item. Yeah. That is a very, yeah, you are so right. Um, <laughs> anyway, before we start, before we say anything incriminating. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, here's one that I kind of, I just came up with on the spot that I was actually really proud of, because I think it's a good question. Um, each of us, we each have to take up one of the other person's hobbies. Which one are we picking? So I have a question about this, though. Yes, hit me with it. Question. So, does it have to be a hobby that we ourselves are actually interested in and might actually do, but haven't got around to yet, or is it a thing that we might not actually be interested in, but we kind of wish we were because we think it would be cool if we were interested in it? I mean, it could be either one. Just, <laughs> I mean, just like specify. I guess specify. Like, oh, I wish I I would do this, I wish I was interested in it, or I would do this because this actually sounds interesting to me in real life, maybe I will someday. 
I mean, because, like... I mean, you can answer both. You can have different answers for both versions of that question. Well, but, like... So, like, the fanfiction stuff. Yes. Like, I don't know, it just... You know, you don't really know why you're drawn to certain things and not other things. You just, you know, mm-hmm. like some things and you don't. I don't know why. It doesn't doesn't call to me as a hobby. But I kind of wish it did. Yeah, I feel okay. like that'd be fun. Like, to be part of the community and, you know, complimenting each other on your fan fiction and being part of this whole thing. Sounds nice. Okay, but then just, yeah, but know, let's do both of those. One that's, like, maybe it sounds nice, but, like, you actually have to do one. Which of the things that I do are you picking? Like, because I'm gonna- I'll try and do both for the stuff that you enjoy doing as well, but like... Okay, yeah, so getting into fanfiction, if you liked it, that would be cool. One of my actual hobbies, if you are going to physically have to do it, are you picking? So like, video games, uh, biking, cosplay, cross-stitch... Well... D- does, uh, do the musicals count? Just listening to musicals? Listening to musicals, I don't know. Cross-stitch, then, because I've actually attempted. That's fair. That is very fair. I think of... Ones that I actually have to do, I would probably pick knitting. Yeah, cause well, because you've also... I have attempted that. that, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just... It seems a little. It still seems a little daunting to me. Yeah, I definitely. I had a false start or two, where I, you know, started it and I was like, "This is too difficult," and I put it aside. And like, eventually, I was like, "All right, you know, let me try that again." Yeah, uh, one I would actually do, maybe would pick up someday, knitting. One that I like, kind of wish I was. Hmm. I feel like I'm only thinking of like two things, which makes me like I feel like a horrible friend for it. Is the other one you're thinking of running? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's my entire personality. It feels so mean asking, do you do anything else? But, like, g- girl, do you? Well, because those two things take up such a huge portion well, of my time. I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I have lots of little, like, craft-type hobbies. I think know, we're both my... pretty crafty people. Yeah, like, I got my whole, like, quilting set up back Actually, there. funny thing, one of the things I did at work today, it felt very arts and craftsy. Um, we were, like, weaving rope together to make new bumpers for the tugboat, and I was having a fucking blast. <laughs> like, so many people complaining about it. They're like, oh my god, who wants to go weave, like, who wants to go do this? I was like, me, me, please hand me the ones that you're not, that you're, that you don't want to finish, I'll do it. I was having so much fun at work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of, it's kind of funny that sometimes, like, so we have a work study student in the department, mm-hmm. and they're always trying to get us to like, oh yeah, give them the like you know the menial work, and I'm like, sometimes I just want to cut up some paper. <laughs> yeah, know? like some. What if I want to shred this stack of documents? You ever think of that? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh no, the the work study student can do that. You have better things to do. I'm like, what if I don't want to do? Then <laughs> what if I don't want to do the better things? <laughs> What if I am more interested in just watching this paper go through the shredder and make a fun noise? Yeah. Okay, I mean... I guess from where I stand currently, I obviously don't like the idea of being interested, of, like, taking up running, because it sounds like it absolutely sucks, and I've tried to make myself take it up, and I've hated it, but I... it... you do seem to be having a good time. So maybe if I was that type... yeah, okay. 
knitting is the one that I could reason that I could feasibly do wind like that I feasibly could wind up taking up in the future. Running, absolutely never gonna do that. But you seem like you're having a good time. It'd be nice if I was like that. Well, it's the same sort of thing with like me and your fan fiction, right? It's like running is similar in that there's like a whole community around it, yeah. right? And the whole like esoteric knowledge part of things. And... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> esoteric knowledge yes explain oh esoteric just means sort of like you know no i mean what do you consider the esoteric knowledge Uh, (laughs) well no i mean so there's like um there are jokes amongst runners like things that you only get from running long distances and experience and oh um I can think of a joke that exists among, uh, a really good inside joke that exists among fanfiction writers. In people's author's notes, on AO3 in particular, there's always things like, hey, sorry this chapter is late, I was in the mental hospital for a month, here you go, enjoy. Or like, hey, sorry, just trying to get this uploaded during the hurricane before my internet goes, like, they're insane. Well, see, in both, there's like, and also in terms of esoteric knowledge, there's like, the terms and stuff that people from the outside don't know. This is true. I did. I did try. Yeah. Right. So you had you had your whole PowerPoint full of stuff, and then the running community. We can talk about things like shoe drop, and people aren't going to know what that means unless they're like. Yeah, I sure as hell don't. Yeah. Right. So that's the thing. They both have like those similarities. All right. Yeah. So I think that the kind of community part of things and being part of something is appealing. To, for both of those in a similar way. I dig it. Yeah. Not necessarily the activity itself, but what's around it is appealing. Yeah. I would say that's, I would say that's a very fair assessment. Check our time. Parallel in that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? Let's just keep chugging right along. Um. This is also one that I kind of just came up with while just thinking about random things. Has a piece of media ever legitimately changed your life? Which is, like, a little bit deep, but I think it's good for us to do that on this podcast occasionally. Yeah, I, like, I read the question yesterday. Um, Oops. I think it was yesterday. My sense of time blends together. But I was like, oh, it's good that I read that in advance, because that's something I feel like requires some thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I forgot to think about it. Oh, cute. But, like, my immediate thought is not, like, a like, really specific piece, but, like, when I was in high school and I first started hearing music that would, like, sort of fit into the punk genre. Yeah. Or just, like, at all hearing music that was not part of the mainstream, like, that put me on a completely different course in my life. No, I mean, I yeah, that's, what, like, my answer is really specific, but, like, yeah, that's totally fair. I went from being, like, into boy bands <laughs> and then to punk rock. I love that Just for you. Like... But I do, um, I can point to, actually, I can point to a specific song. Hit me with it. Now that I think about it. Because this was the era where, like, Blink-182 was first kind of on the scene. Um, and then there were other bands, like Sum 41, which were similar in, in, in music uh, in terms of, like, genre, but they were, like, in the mainstream at that point. Um, but there was a song that they were playing music video on MTV here and there, like during commercial breaks, because it was on the soundtrack for an MTV original movie. This is a very different time in the MTV world. Oh, yeah. 
but it was a band, it was a song called All My Fault by a band called Phoenix TX. Interesting. Um which I really loved it and I nobody would be writing that down. <laughs> and like everybody I talked to like, oh yeah, I've never heard of them before and, and so I went and I bought the C D. This is, you know, twenty something years ago. So I went out and I bought the C D and I got obsessive with it. And uh so I'm not going to ramble about this forever. But I that would became, love to hear like... you ramble about this forever. Please. <laughs> but that became, like, my introduction to, like, not so much mainstream music and trying to, like, you know, roll on from there. And what really cemented things was, so shortly after that, I met the guy that I dated all through high school. Mm-hmm. And in the early days, we were just talking on the phone a lot, you know, because so he cute. lived in... Well, because he lived in the next town over in West Virginia, so we didn't live in the same West town. West Virginia! Sorry. <laughs> I'm half West Virginian. I love it. That's, that's where my dad's family is, all of them. Hell yeah. Um, but we were on the phone at one point, and I had my stereo on in the background, and the Phoenix TX CD was playing. And I'll never forget the moment where he said, is that Phoenix TX I hear? Oh and I lost my, God. I just like lost it. And so that became a whole thing of each of us finding music and like sharing it and going to concerts together. And that's so cute. I got to see Newfound Glory and meet them in person by waiting outside the venue. It was like it was a golden age in my life. Aww. But it definitely like changed my entire path. Phoenix, by the way, is F E N I X. Noted. Because if you wrote it down, I assume you probably spelled it as the PH, but yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. So we jokingly call it Phoenix TX. I love it. Oh, that's adorable. I love that so much. Mine is more recent in my own personal timeline, and I've probably told you this because I never shut the fuck up about this musical. Um, Listening to uh, the soundtrack for Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, I can literally, like, trace how, like, there is a clear line of direct causation and it is that I listen to that musical just because I'm you know I'm a Broadway person I love musicals I heard it was people people were talking about it so I listened to that and I was like oh shit like this is one of the best things I've ever heard in my life so I started attempting to read War and Peace which and I was like oh this is cool I want to learn more about like and and I didn't finish the book because I didn't I did, I just went in completely blind, which was such a stupid idea. And I do actually want to return to it at some point and maybe like take some notes and do a little Googling beforehand. Um, but I attempted to read War and Peace and I was like, oh, like, I, I'm interested in some of the peripheral stuff here. Like, the, you know, just like the, the culture at the time. And, I was like, and then when I was at Geneseo, I was like, oh, they're offering a Russian class. Like, that's kind of cool. And, um... And then I kept taking Russian classes, and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So I, so I went to study abroad, and that was, like, the best experience of my life. Because I listened to that musical at the time that I did. Isn't it funny how we both, like, it's music. Yeah. Because I, I tried to think, like, I thought maybe you were going to pick a movie. Because you're so into movies, you know? Like, if there was one that you saw that got you really interested in not just, like, sitting around and enjoying them, but, like, focusing on the cinematography and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't where know. I thought I'd be. 
but yeah, I have trouble thinking of like a movie or a TV show that, I mean, certainly ones that were impactful, but none that I would say like changed the direction. Yeah, I can think of ones that like shaped me as a person, but none with such a direct line of like, this happened because of this, because of this, because of this, as listening to that album. Like, as much as I like, I don't talk about it anymore because J.K. Rowling is such a piece of shit, but like, the Harry Potter books and movies like shaped me as a person, as a child. And like, one of the reasons I continue returning to Twin Peaks is because like, like that, it was another thing. Like I started watching it in high school and like, maybe I was even like ever so slightly too young for it. Cause like some of the episodes are really, like, especially in the first season are really fucking intense. Like they freaked yeah. me the fuck out, but like, that show like shaped me as I was becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. So like, but yeah, none with the direct line of like A to B to C forward as that album. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I, it's so weird because I never actually really thought about it before. But I can look back to that one song and trace the path to the career that I have. That's whack. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Because it's, like, because I got so into, like, you know, underground music and that became such a big part of my identity and then I decided I wanted to open my own record label with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we talked about it. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to major in media studies, which yeah. was my major at the time. Um, specifically a broadcasting concentration. And, you know, I was going to minor in business and music and do the label but that's how i ended up in the major that i was yeah you know? there is a direct line of i listened to this one album to i went overseas by myself for the first time like overseas for the first time period i went to canada once when i was like seven and don't remember it yeah so like i honestly kind of think of it as like my first time like really leaving the country i definitely think i don't know why but i feel like music does have more potential to have that kind of effect than other types of media i don't necessarily know how it would rank things but at the same time i do kind of understand what you're saying yeah because again i mean it's not necessarily saying that not all types of media can have impact they can absolutely right but Mm -hmm. i think i think there is something different about music and the kind of like emotions that it evokes yeah because i mean yeah certainly particular things like monty python you know holy grail as as one example like huge impact on my sense of humor if here's the thing if you are introduced to monty python like specifically like by your dad or your uncle or whatever at a particular age like if they like start quoting holy grail to you at like age eight it's all over there's no hope for you you just have to let it happen. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and like, you know, I grew up watching X-Files as it originally aired. That certainly shaped me quite a bit as well. That also had a massive fucking impact on me in high school. And again, there really isn't a, like... It caused this to happen in my life, but holy shit, the X-Files, like, rewired my brain in high school. Yeah, and that's what led to me reading, like, every Stephen King book in existence when I was in like middle school at that point I kind of haven't read them like since then but yeah but so it influenced my other media choices and mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah, no, the X-Files definitely did influence a lot of my other media choices because I was like, ooh, this is a fucking vibe. And like start actually the X-Files is what led me to Twin Peaks eventually. Makes sense. Cause I was like, ooh, I want I want more weird nineties TV and Netflix was like, here you go. Thank you. Still love weird 90s. It's good stuff. I am honestly have I made you listen to that album yet? Um I think there was an attempt once, but I think we might have also been drinking, and I don't quite remember. Very possible. Um, We will get there at some point. It is also like... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. straight hours of weirdness i'm so sorry because <laughs> it's like a sung through like lame is type musical didn't oh man like i feel like there's a memory just like right there that i'm not be accessing but did we watch fell asleep trying to watch ghost quartet <laughs> that's what it that's what <laughs> no, it's, by, it's by the same playwright that's what was in my head because i was like i have a memory of like laying on we were like laying on the couches in my living room and there was YouTube on. Yeah, TV. we tried to watch the recording of Ghost Quartet. We both fell asleep. And for whatever reason, I was like, I woke up and I was like, why is my computer off? I'm like, because you played it on a laptop, dingus. Like it didn't stay on overnight. Of course it didn't. Okay. Big stupid. Yeah, there was definitely drinking involved. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what it was it was gonna drive me crazy yep yeah no it's by because i, I probably that's probably how i attempted to explain it to you is that this is by the same person who did great comment yeah i believe so sounds right 
Ghost Quartet is also awesome. Check it out. Honestly, anything by Dave Malloy. The man knows what he's doing with the weird, surrealist, non-linear, kind of free versey musicals. Good stuff. Um... And, like, I keep pondering the question, but yeah, I can think of so many things that had an impact, but nothing that actually, like, set my life on a course like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely get what you mean. That's technically... Technically the last thing we have no. written down for today, but we've also only been going for, like, 40 minutes. And that's kind of weak sauce, in my opinion. So true. <laughs> so true, bestie. Um, do we want to try and come up with anything on the spot? Do we just have anything else to say? I saved a meme that I was going to put in the dock, and then I forgot to put it in the dock, and I don't remember what it was. Sweet. I love a good meme. Hit me with it. Uh, I gotta find it first. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Because I have so many... Oh, there it is. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to say, I have so many memes saved in here. Um... So, this meme, I can, uh, I'll, I'll send it along for you to post or whatever. Um, actually, I was trying to think of the simplest way to send it right now. I'm just going to text it to you. So, it's uh, a screen cap that says, How long could a doctor leave you in an exam room before you considered, like, popping your head out to ask what's going on? For me, I think about seven hours. <laughs> but, like... This is something I've actually struggled with. No, for real. Like, you're so right. Like, because I've been left for long periods of oh, time. Oh, you know, I've been left for, like, 45 minutes. Oh, I've, like, I think my, my top time was almost two hours. Oh, they did I, would a I would ask. I would ask after, yeah. like, an hour. Well, they popped in after about an hour, and they were like, Hey, sorry, we're, like, really backed up today. Well, we don't- we didn't forget you. We're gonna come. I'm like, okay. An hour later. Okay, if it was an hour with nothing, I would ask. No. Well, in, um, one Think time when I was- seven hours. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, that's so relatable. One time when I was, like- 12 or 13 I'd gone to the doctor you know and I, my mom came in the room with me mm -hmm. um and we were one of the last appointments of the day and we're sitting in there forever and we're like when is the doctor coming in and then they turned off the lights they forgot we were in there oh my god <laughs> oh no like so that kind of scarred me a little bit so now I'm always like have they forgotten me no yeah I, hmm. that I, that would stick with me that would stick with me and there was also the time after I got my tonsils out when I was 22, and they lost me. Because their, like, their normal post-op recovery was full, so somebody put me in an empty room in the pediatric ward, like, in a part of the ward that wasn't being used at that time, and didn't tell anybody. Baby <laughs> so girl. I woke up entirely alone in this, like, pedi like pediatric room, all the, like, the kid decorations and stuff. Like, where the hell am I? And then nobody came for a long time, and I'm like, is this, like, The Walking Dead? Like, at the beginning of the series, <laughs> like, he wakes up and no one's there. Cause oh, I've never watched The Walking Dead. Sorry? I've never watched The Walking Dead. 
Oh, I mean, that's literally, like, within the first few minutes of the first episode. He wakes up in a hospital, and there's nobody around, and it's because the zombie apocalypse happened while he was in a coma. Oh, shit. So, you know, so I wake up, and there's nobody around, and I'm laying there for a long time, and I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to get up and move around or anything. <laughs> Has it happened? <laughs> yeah, right? And then finally someone came in the door and was like, oh, there you are. How did you get down here? I'm like, how am I supposed to know? No, oh my god. Actually, did I ever tell you why I never bothered watching The Walking Dead? I can't remember. Because, like, I, feel like have. I had a bunch of friends who were into it in high school. And, like, yeah. they would talk about it all the time. And, like, they would go to each other's houses to, like, watch as it aired. But as they were talking about it, all they would do was complain about how downhill it had gone. So I was like, I feel like that's just... I feel like that's the way people talk about TV these days. Like, it's all criticism. But I was like, why? Like, so, like, why, at this point, would I bother? Yeah. Because I feel like, like, all the new Doctor Who's... Uh, not Doctor Who, wow. All the new Star Trek series, that's all people ever do is complain about them. And Doctor Who, people are always complaining. All the, it's not people what it used to be. People also bitch about Doctor Who because Jodie Whittaker's a woman. Well, yeah, but they... Yeah, I mean, they've been doing it, I think, more since she has been Doctor. But, like... It was going on before that as well. People oh, in like yeah. Game of Thrones, like the final season, everyone, you know. So I feel like people always do that. I mean, people always do that, but like, it negative. felt particularly egregious. Yeah. People are just too negative. I don't get it. I mean, I, I love critiquing things as much as the next girl. Oh, you know what I watched? Uh, you know what Kyle and I watched last night? We watched that movie Smile. Oh, yeah. I saw it was on Paramount Plus now. It's kind of ass. I had a feeling. I'm not gonna lie. Like, they're- I'm gonna- I'll give it to- they had a couple cool visuals. I will 100% give that to them. They had a couple- some cool unsettling imagery in there. Alright. Um, but just- oh my god, relies so much on jump scares. And yeah. just, like, the weakest, just, like, fake deep, like, oh, it's really about trauma. Like, get fucked. Yeah, I thought about watching it, but then I thought, I have a lot of other things that are higher priority. Yeah, no, not worth it, in my personal opinion. Although I do, and I will link this, I do love the Letterboxd review that I saw that was like, oh, it's full of jump scares and has a vague, fake, deep plot about trauma. This is gonna eat at 12-year-olds' birthday sleepovers. And <laughs> yes, it is. Like, that, what the, what the hell was it? Lights out? Oh... Yeah, no, that I has saw that. again saw that wasn't that good. It was uh, lights out was a short film first, and it was quite good. Oh, I saw the short film. The short that's film was really good. good. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it was. Just, but like, it is perfect. Like thirteen-year-olds who want to scream in their mother's basement. Yeah. Like it. It has its. It has its place. I will give it that. But in my opinion, um, really not that good. Hmm. Good to know. I'm always behind on movies. I always have such a long list and I never watch any. That's her. But you know, it was something to do on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. The thing is, though, and here's the thing that just, like, annoys me. Like, jump scares are cheap. But they yeah. always, they always fucking work on me. They always work yeah. on me. 
when there's a like a silent room and you know that's like they're gonna do so like even if you like if it's so obvious like oh yeah i know they're gonna do something it makes me so tense that's the idea that is very much the idea and the adrenaline you know into your bloodstream and again it i i think it's such a cheap way to get the reaction from your audience i think you need to in my personal opinion you need to earn it yeah and have some story but it works on me it works really well on me and that bothers me a lot yeah yeah it was um you know, I, I just watched the movie for this week's stream, which by the time this post will have been the movie we discussed the previous week. But, yes. uh, just 14 goats. <laughs> I was like, this is the time I'm working out. But it had me sort of like reflecting on, it, it's sort of interesting with horror films. Apparently now we're just talking about horror films. But well, Fine by me. <laughs> you know like, I can always talk about horror films. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things about them is the way that I think more so than like any other genre of film, there are such clear timeline trends mm-hmm. about like this is what's scary now and this is what's scary now. Yeah, I you think know? this like this like smile in particular felt like it very clearly felt post it follows. Like this is this was yeah. made this was so clearly made after it follows was already like a popular genre film. But even, like, even just the name of it, like, that's been a trend recently of having, like, really short titles. Like, one word, maybe two. Men. Nope. Yeah. Get out, us. Yeah. Which I think, I really think Jordan Peele has something to do with it, too. Like, sort of them. The man has been popping off, so, like, I kind of get people being like, ooh, that's working. Like, let's let's, let's try that. Yeah, but there, I mean, there seems to be, like, again, more so than any other genre, that's like, mm-hmm. now this is the time where we use one-word titles. Yeah. And then it'll be gone eventually. You know, if you go back to, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, there was some of these long titles, and... Yeah, and I mean, you do have your outliers, like, Scream. Yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah I know what you did last summer. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, I know what you did last summer, uh, Friday the 13th. Like, things Which... got wordy. Yeah, and especially that era of, like, Scream Man, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, that was a very clear point in horror film history where it was like, we're really into slasher movies right now. Yeah. Which actually is one of the things I really like, one of the things I really did like about X. um, That's not the X, Pearl. One word, one letter even. Um, They win. But X was like, an old slasher movie, but, like, with substance. Which, yeah. really good. Oh, yeah, the 90s slasher movies had no substance. Um, and it was, it was, like, lots of stabby-stabby. And then also show as much, like, skin as possible. Oh, yeah. Women. Which, again, was, was such like, an interesting thing about X, because they were, like, they gave themselves a free pass by being like, oh, these people are being, like, hunted down while they're trying to shoot a porno. So, like, they gave themselves a free pass to, like, show as much skin as possible and, like, have a reason for, like, that was really, I love that movie so much. That was really smart. As as a media researcher, that really bothers me. Fascinating. Please tell me why. The combination of sex and violence like that. 
it cultivates an association in people's minds. People learn to associate sex and violence together. Interesting. So there's there's actually been studies about let like focus on how often, particularly men, watch violent horror films that have that sort of juxtaposition and how likely they are to like let's just say be creeps. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That there is that association because it's like anything else. If you see something, two things paired together repeatedly often enough, that's cool. classical conditioning. Cool effect. Things, yeah, those two things become connected in your head. So if you're always seeing sex and violence, you think like those two things go together. Here's the thing, you're right. That movie still fucks so hard. I kind of like. Oh, yeah, I no, kind of don't. Saying, I don't care. I like it. maybe this makes me a terrible. Like maybe this take my media degree away if you think I deserve it after saying what I'm about to say. But like, I kind of don't care. Like what the effect is when I'm watching it. At least if you've read some of the research I've read, you might see things a bit differently. And I mean, I probably would, but in this particular. I don't know. As a trend, do I find it a problem? Yes. As an example, do I find it a problem? Absolutely not. There's also a link with watching those kinds of movies and um, acceptance and endorsement of rape myths. Ooh. Yeah, there was one particular study where they had this group of guys and they would bring them in and have them watch like R-rated horror films like that, like once a week for a few weeks. And then they told them, like, okay, we're going to have you do this entirely separate study. We're, we're going to make you part of this, like, mock trial because, you know, this other person needs participants and, you know, would you mind coming in? And it was a trial for um, an accused rapist. Mm. And so like, they were more likely to, like, believe him over the accuser. They were more likely to recommend like not guilty verdict over guilty and they were more likely to recommend short prison sentence like um they were more likely to say that she was asking for it you know stuff oh, like that gross. okay well i mean yeah. <laughs> so men ain't shit yeah yeah well i mean to an extent you know i don't want to say it's, it's not their fault but that's the way the human brain works you know they're probably not even aware yeah of what what they're saying not that that's an excuse, obviously not, but... Yeah. So, like I said, I, I was not going to bring it up. You, you asked. And I, was like, I did oh, ask. Yeah. This is my own This is my own fault. <laughs> I did ask. Um, still love X. Sorry. Still great. Still an absolutely banger movie. Um, were we talking about something else that had to do with horror films? Trends? No. We were talking about... Hold on, I can trace it back. Because <laughs> talking about specific... You, were, you talked about Smile. That's how we got into this. Actually, how was that connected? Because you just said, you know what you, me, Kyle and I watched last night, but I don't remember how that... Um, I don't know if that was connected to anything. That's just us running. adding runtime. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to trace back. I think that's where it started. Was just you saying, "Guess what?" Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think it's as far back as that goes. Yeah, Maybe I am. I'll say different. Although the trends that I like, 
He did make an interesting point last night that he called Smile very Gen Z horror, which was very, like very interesting to me because he was like, "Yeah, it's like it's for people that are already like overstimulated." And I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Like just the like abundance of like jump scares that don't even necessarily like like that don't mean anything like it's like oh someone has a night like someone like wakes up after like having a vision or whatever but then it immediately cuts to like a car blaring down the road i'm like come on mm-hmm. man yeah for the TikTok generation precisely yeah <sighs> you're just jumping between things so quickly you gotta, gotta earn, you, you gotta earn your jump scares hereditary yeah. does it so well yeah, I feel like they gotta have a purpose. Yeah. Alien also has- it's not even necessarily a horror movie, but Alien has one of the most well-earned, well-executed jump scares I have ever seen in a movie. Good shit. I think, like, the movie Saw also set off a whole new generation in horror. It definitely did. Um, I don't know about the series as a whole. I actually genuinely really do want to watch the first Saw movie, because I- even if it is kind of like torture porn y, I do really respect it as the way that a bunch of broke film students found to work around having to pay for an ensemble cast and multiple shooting locations. Like, mm-hmm. they did that and they spawned a whole franchise and this whole genre of like, this whole like subgenre of horror. I respect that. That is, even if it's not something I love, that is worth my time. Like, that is worth watching. That is worth my time. In my personal opinion, as someone who wants to watch more of the, like, horror canon. Yeah, I mean, I remember when that movie came out, I think I saw the first two in theaters, actually. Um, But, like, thinking that it was so much like, cleverer than horror movies before it. Because this is coming off the tail of, again, slasher era. Where it was and just, I am not anti- I am not, again, that, that's how we got to X. I am really not anti-slasher. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, like, compared to just movies of a guy with a knife chasing around young women primarily, mm-hmm. to have something like that where you actually have these clever scenarios put together that are, um, you know sort of tricky to to like what would i do in that situation ones that actually had thought behind them mm-hmm. that yeah. made you think well i think that that kind of people realize like hey um maybe we expect more yeah than dude with knife because that was a, like most of horror up to that point yeah like, even texas chainsaw massacre guy with chainsaw that's another long title yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we should watch X sometime, though, because the prequel is even better, in my personal opinion. Hmm. Pearl is so good. It's so good. I love that movie. I need to see it again. Yeah, I just never watch movies. I just don't have time. No, I feel that. Like, and the worst thing is, is so many times I'm like, am I really gonna pay attention to a two-hour movie and then I'll binge a show for, like, seven hours? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why am I like this? But a movie feels like such a commitment. I know. There has to be some scientific reason why that is. And I'm, I'm part of that Cinemark movie club, you know, where it's like whatever amount per month and you get a, like a ticket and like 
discount on concessions and stuff like that, so you get one movie ticket a month. I have 12 tickets currently in my account, and I've Girl. even used ones for other people. Like, you know, when I visit my parents, I've gone to the movies with them, and I use by credit, so I've used, like, three at a time a couple of times, and I still have 12. I don't oh. go. Like, we gotta start going to movies. Yeah, I gotta use up. Fortunately, they've announced a recent thing where you can take some of those movie credits and convert them into like concession stand credits. Okay, that's nice. But, yeah, I'm afraid how to do that. But like, I just never have time. And there's always stuff at the theaters where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go see that. And then by the time I start to get around to it, it's not in the theater. <laughs> oh, one thing I really wanted to see in theaters, but we did not wind up having time was that Fire of Love. Which is like a National Geographic documentary about these two, like, like, volcanologists who like, I don't know what like what, like, incident this was, but they like died in like, when a volcano erupted. But there's like all this insa- like all this insane footage, and like they were married. Mm-hmm. It just looked so good, but it's on Disney Plus now. So hopefully I'll be watching that soon, but I that did. That sounds very sad, and I was about to make a Star Trek joke. Oh, Oops. This volcanologist. No, yeah, you're know. so right. Um, that was another movie trend of the 90s. Volcano movies. Oh, Dante's Peak, baby. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Great movie, indeed. Wonderful stuff. I think I might have that on my shelf right now oh really yeah i think I'm so as you've even seen that one i have seen it because we um watched it as um like part of a thing for my eighth grade earth science class we like watched it and like pointed out inaccuracies uh yeah yeah i know there was also a movie just called volcano and for the the rom-com fans there's joe versus the volcano oh that's fun yeah, Tom Hanks. Meg Ryan, I believe. Am I making that up? I might be making up the actors. Interesting. <laughs> now I don't trust myself, because I haven't seen it since the 90s. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, disaster, disastrous weather slash Earth event movies had a hot moment. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't making that up. Man, they've been in a lot of movies together. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, I must be mixing it up with one of the other movies they've been in nope. together. Just a lot of movies together. Big Ryan, Tom Hanks, 1990. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, man. How many rom-coms? I can think of at least three that they've done together. That's... Mm, okay, well, there's that. There's Sleepless in Seattle. And that's more recent than those two, but not recent, just more recent. I don't know. You've got mail. That one I have not seen. Yeah, it's real cheesy. Shocker. One of my favorite things now is watching movies that at the time featured like state-of-the-art computer technology or like, or just stuff that wasn't state-of-the-art, but like, you know, real modern technology. Mm -hmm. And like that one is based on them sending emails back and forth and yep. not knowing who the other is, you know, like, and getting a little AOL sound, you've got mail. Amazing. No, it's always funny when I see in, like, 
any old movie, they're like, oh, look at this, like, stereo and this giant rack of CDs. I'm like, <laughs> nice. But, like, it looks so modern at the time. Yeah. Oh, man, one of my, one of the movies I watched over and over as a kid was Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Just an absolute classic movie. But at one point, they use a bunch of money to buy this, like, state-of-the-art. It's from, like, the late 80s. They buy this state-of-the-art, like, big-screen TV, like, stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at it. This is, like, a weird example of that. But, like, in American Psycho in particular, because they're supposed to be, like, oh, like, the, like, top of the upper class, super rich, like, can get whatever they want. Like, seeing all mm-hmm. the, like, what was considered at the time, like, the most top-of-the-line, like, CD player. Yeah. But yeah. that's just, like, what? Come on. Act the best, top of the line. Yeah, that kill yeah. that absolutely kills me. <laughs> There's a lot of kills I, me. Yeah, I could do examples of that all day. But I think at some point on the stream we should do the movie The Net. Because I based on the title, I am sold. Sandra Bullock. Duh. Sold even more. And I haven't, like, it's been long enough since I've seen it. I don't remember a lot of the specifics, you know? So it would be kind of, like, a, almost new for me. But, like, she's a computer whiz who's, like, getting framed for something. And and the whole thing is, like, her trying to prove her innocence, but they've done all these fancy computer things to make it, like... I'm already like, so... I'm already like, so, so... No, do you know what this movie is? It's, like, some fucking movie, and it's the kid from the wonder years and there's like a nintendo glove some video game movie from the 90s video game movie with fred savage in it i guess i don't know know. i'll google it later but it's yeah, like, no, no, like looking up but it's like show. oh this little like you know it has like the old joystick controllers it's like oh this is the coolest most modern thing i'm like mm, that's cute i'm trying to remember oh i mean that's like watching tron <laughs> precisely <laughs> which is just just excellent i love what i love that kind oh, of no. stuff it's such a vibe yeah, um, 95 is when The Net came out. I am convinced that 1995 is, like, the golden year of films. Because so many of the best movies come out in 95. I'll buy that. I, I believe it. I'm not- I can't even think of a film that came out in 1995 off the top of my head, but sure. I think it's one of those things where you don't, like, it's not in your head automatically, but oftentimes when you were looking up movies, they were like, oh, that was a good one. And it turns out it's that Forrest it was. Forrest Gump, 1995? I think it's a little older than that. Uh, the Wizard is the movie you were thinking of. Interesting. Because yeah. it has Fred Savage in it, 1989. Yeah, it just looks like an old technology cringe fest, and I'm really not yeah. against it. Boy and his brother run away from home and hitch cross country with the help of a girl they meet to compete in the ultimate video game championship. Hell yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Which, Absolutely yeah, amazing. I mean, I don't know what it is. There's just so many movies that came out in 1995 that I think are just. So every time I see one that's in 95, I'm like, of course it is. You love to see it. Although we are. Entering the month of a uh, Saint Nicholas Cage. Oh, Saint Nicholas! I told yeah. I again. 
Kyle did not catch the part of the last stream where we introduced that. I told him that last night, and he was, like, on the floor. He was like, that is the best <laughs> idea I have ever heard. But God, two out so of the four... 97. God, I'm excited. What a blessed year. What a blessed year, indeed. Oh, this is gonna be... Ex I'm so excited for St. Nicholas Cage Month, you have no idea. Oh man, I gotta. I think I have a Santa hat somewhere that I'm just gonna. Wear I have one somewhere too. I am one. We're one. I'm one hundred percent wear it every time we we do stream for Santa Nicholas Cage yeah. month. Oh man, I oh, phew, uh, I wonder <laughs> what I really want is the graphic. I'm gonna very generously call it a graphic that I made. <laughs> Get it printed on a. No, you run, no. It, like, you run it. You run it through a pixel art filter first, so you can make it into an ugly sweater. <laughs> it printed on a sweatshirt like that. Yes. You usually do that because they have like yeah, there's all kinds of services that do that. Oh my god. Who are we? He says that's who we are. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. It just came out of me. We, <laughs> we've peaked. Yeah, it's St. Nicholas Cage month. That's gonna be. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I was like, why did I bring that up in the first place? All the the ninety seven thing. We have truly peaked. <laughs> oh, it's 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 excellent. It's gonna be it's gonna be real good. I'm extremely excited. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanna. Really want to do it up as much as possible. Oh hell yeah, we're we're gonna go all out. I don't even know what that means yet, but it will happen. <laughs> we'll figure out what it means. Aside from potentially getting a Christmas sweater, incredible, amazing. We'll figure it out. Um, but it's gonna be great either way. Um, yeah. Oh. So, just a, a genius idea that occurred to me. I don't think I can actually make this happen, but <clears throat> so the again generously named graphic that I've made is Nicolas Cage wearing a Santa hat. I want a Santa hat with that printed on it, and then on that hat, the same image printed, and then like a- There's gotta be a way. There has to be a way. Because they do it on textbooks all the goddamn time. They're always holding the textbook that they are currently posing for the photo of. You, you know what I mean! Yeah, but I, like, I don't know how to make it happen is the thing. <laughs> Someone has to know. We have we have the World Wide Web at our fingertips. I mean, I suppose it's easy enough to just generate your own version where you just do the picture smaller and smaller and paste, you know, paste it on there. Yeah, you just keep zooming in. And then, but I, as far as how to get that on a Santa hat is, uh, you know. A you could have story. that be the like... ugly sweater design. Yeah, I suppose. It's just like an infinite. Hat, like, it's so meta. Like, it is so meta. Because you're wearing a hat that has that on it, and the hat and that have that on it. And there just... is a website, it's like, ironic know, dad clothing, but there's like a trucker cap that has a hat, little hat, hat. Yeah, the hat hat hat. I've seen the hat 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 multiple times, I love it. It's incredible. Great, great piece of headwear. Also, tell me why my sister owns a trucker hat that has a patch of a mountain goat on it, like, with the curled horns. Um, and embroidered next to it in tiny font, it just says horny. I mean, why wouldn't you have that? Well, you know, when you put it like that. 
But why did she leave it at our parents' house? That seems like prime college material. Like, that seems like a thing you should have in college with you. Very true. Yeah, I don't know. Wish I understood. Um, I'm thinking the way to do it is, like, do one of those print-out iron-on things and iron it onto a hat. I don't know if it'll stay. You, You could try. You could most certainly try. I'm gonna try so hard to make these things happen. I, you should. Honestly, you 100% should. Alright. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful note for us to conclude on. (laughs) St. Nicholas Cage Month slowly approaches, and we are very excited. Yeah, because when this episode comes out, um, it'll be about a week before our first movie. Oh, Oh, perfect. Hell yeah, look at us go. So yeah. we'll probably have gone, we'll, you know, we'll have even more plans for it by the time you're actually seeing this, so. Yeah, six days from when this is posted, we'll be talking about, do we want to say the movie? Face Off. We went with first. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if we're revealing, I guess it doesn't matter. We're doing Face Off first. Very exciting. But we still have, a, but um, at the time we're recording this, we still have other movies to watch. Um, yes. Exciting, exciting. So, yeah. Beautiful place for us to leave it off. St. Nicholas Cage Month is coming. It is nigh. It is nigh. All right. As always, uh, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. We appreciate each and every single one of you. And we'll be back again next week. See you then. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.